Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 154, the season finale of Wasted Takes, season two. Season two? Season three. Season three. Season three. Finale is season three. Jeez. Also, with just 17 cuts, a pancake can be cut up into 154 pieces. A little bit of uh, breakfast math for you there. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? Why just the pancake? I don't know. That's what it told me. Um, my name's Trey. I'm joined by Dylan. The other two will be joining us shortly. Uh, Cam's running a little late. Tucker's closing up the restaurant. So uh, you know, it's getting late. It's ten sixteen. Can't wait all night. How are we doing, Bill? I'm doing great. You know, Tucker like got like three and a half hours of sleep last night. So uh, he might fall asleep on the pod, which has only happened one other time or two, two other times. You're getting, you got information on his sleep totals. I went to Patrick's time. So. <coughs> oh, all right. Um, winners and losers. Um, I'm ready to call myself a loser off the bat for my take, my my putting uh, Trevor Lawrence in fraud of the week. Um, I said Trevor Lawrence was a lost cause. I said that he's not going to end up being anything good. Uh, could be wrong there. He uh, He's looking pretty solid right now. Uh, he's looking like he's starting to figure it out, may fi- figure out that potential. Had, I think, four touchdown passes this week and a big win for them. Um, so that itself is a loser for me, I'd say. Um, we think here, do we have anything else? We're getting to the end of the season, so we should have some – <clears throat> takes that are that are coming into view. Um, I know we mentioned last week that uh, we still had to pull running um, during the show. The same is the case this week. Um, I got a late start on it. Went and saw Avatar. I would highly recommend seeing it, by the way. Um, but I, I got a late start, so that's up for 24 hours now. But the one from last week is confirmed to go to Tucker. He pulls ahead of Dylan by one point. With one, with two, two polls to go, um, the one that's up right now, and the one that will come up prior to the wasties. Um, I'd say the loser for the show in general. We have not planned one aspect of the wasties yet. Um, I had a bit of an anxiety attack today because sitting at my desk thinking about it, and I realized I have to first of all wrangle all you guys into nominating some of your takes. Second of all, put all those takes onto graphics. Third of all, tweet all those out. So that's going to be, uh, it's not, it's like my days off aren't even going to matter. So, uh, but we'll have the show for you. It'll be our next show. will be the Wasties. Make sure to tune in. We'll, we'll put out some promotion, do the Instagram live thing. I know, I know we only get like maybe 10 viewers, but you know, it's, it's something we like <laughs> and to do. And a live studio audience. Sometimes we do have the live studio. I, I would love to have another rowdy live studio audience so far in the past we've had john and ben show up last year kate's friends were there for about five minutes so that was cool we got a big uh, applause to start the show that was nice um yeah so uh i am trying to stall for time a little bit just because i don't want to get my take is so good that i don't want it to go to waste waste yeah well that is the name of the show Yes, um, that is true. I have myself as an official loser, though. Um, last week, I had myself tentative, still not a loser yet, but the uh, um, the Cowboys lost, and they officially will not have their best record since whatever year I said. 
They did, and they lost in devastating fashion, too. They were so mm-hmm. close to having it, and they blew it. Um, everyone's giving uh, Dak crap for that. The guy dropped it. He just basically threw it to the other team. Don't even get me started on that. But um, <laughs> it wasn't uh, the worst loss of last week. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, I'll give myself a, a loser for the Raiders will fire Josh McDaniels. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. They're, what, one game under 500 now? And um, they beat the, the dreaded Patriots. So uh, I think I think he'll be back. I think he'll be back with a new quarterback next year, maybe by the name of Thomas Brady. Um, there's another take. Vikings make it to the Super Bowl. They did have the biggest comeback, but their point differential is plus two. I forget who made that take. That might have been a Tucker take. So Tucker has the Vikings. We got we got to take, take check Tucker because he has the Vikings in the NFC Championship and he has the 49ers in the NFC Championship. So he can't – he has to come – to the result when we pick well, the teams. I, I have the 49ers in the NFC Championship. You have him in the bowl. He has him in, he, his take that... Did I have him in the bowl? Okay, yeah, right. his take that just won last week was Brock Purdy will lead the Niners oh, to right. the uh, NFC Championship. So he's got the Vikings and... But he has the Vikings in the bowl, but he has the Vikings and the Niners. If he chooses anything else, automatic, I think, uh, yelling needs to begin. Um, what else we got here? Justin Fields not good. Will not get a second uh, shot in Chicago. Might be wrong. He has been having a pretty good stretch. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go too 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 far back, but you know, hold us accountable. If you if you hear us, you know, give a take and then you follow it and it come doesn't come true, let us know on Twitter. Text us. Do whatever. Let us hear it. We want to be uh, put in check. All right. Um, anything else, Dill? Before I get started, I can't hold out any longer. Uh, I don't think so. I think you covered a lot there while you were trying to talk. All right. Well, I'm sad that I'm not going to be able to give this take to the entire uh, show, but I will settle for you. You're going to have to repeat it. At I, least. I I know. Yeah. I, I know. I'm going to. So bear with us, audience. But I um I, I I'm I'm glad it's you here because I know. You know, you're—I wouldn't say you're a conspiracy guy, but you're a connect the dots guy, right? You love—you love a good—you <laughs> love a good, uh, you know, roundabout uh, crazy theory. So, obviously, the Patriots game ended poorly. We will discuss it. I'm going to talk about the drive that resulted in a tie game, where we had the Raiders. Going downfield, completing a catch in the end zone for a touchdown to tie up the game. Now, obviously, um, that was not a catch. I'm not going to you know, sit here and circumcise the mosquito about it. Um, you can look at the pictures online. It wasn't even close. Like, yeah. not really you can look at the pictures I- online. His toe's out of bounds. I don't know what to tell you. But it was called a catch. And, you know, I feel like... I never want to hear anything about the tuck rule from Raiders fans ever again. I really don't because, you know, there was a narrative during the Patriots dynasty where they said, oh, the Patriots get all the calls. And, you know, this did happen every once in a while. Um, One that comes comes to my mind is in the AFC championship game. Patriots are struggling a little bit against the Chiefs. Brady 
uh, incomplete, misses a completion. He got whacked on the face. Literally, a thumb grazed his face mask, and they called it uh, roughing the passer. So, whatever. That's fine. But you think about recently, in the past, I don't know, three or so years, four years, the Patriots have not been getting calls. Um, so, obviously, we had this week's game with the Keelan Cole touchdown. It wasn't a catch. We go back a couple weeks to the Vikings game. Hunter Henry clearly has his hand under the ball as it passes over the goal line. Ruled not a catch. Changes the course of that entire game. You go back a couple... After it was ruled a catch. It was ruled a catch. They took it away. Yeah. Um, You go back a couple years to the Nikhil Harry play that everybody says is the play that derailed his career. Brady hits him on an out route. He turns the ball upfield against the Chiefs. I think they end up losing this game. Um, they turn the ball upfield against the Chiefs. Uh, he stays in bounds, leaps to the end zone, touchdown. They call him out of bounds, and then they go and then they didn't look at it. I think they went back and they 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 just said he was out of bounds. There's clear pictures of him not stepping out of bounds. He's got a good two three inches between him and the sideline. That win could have changed everything. I mean, they could have had a one seed. Maybe, maybe they get a bye. You know. Um, could have changed everything. That season ended poorly because they struggled down the stretch and they ended up in a bad seed and played a Titans team that they were not ready for, blah, 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 whatever. And then you have Super Bowl 52 against the Eagles. Corey Clement in the back of the end zone makes a great catch, clearly out of bounds. Um, if you want a, a video proof of all this, go onto my Twitter. There is a retweet of all the screenshots of all these events. Anyways. A Twitter journalist did some digging and went on to NFL officiating's official Twitter, uh, just probably to yell at them. And then he decided to check their following. The NFL officiating followed 31 NFL teams. Can you guess the one team that it didn't follow? Dylan? The New England Patriots. The New England Patriots. They didn't follow the New England Patriots. They seemed to not really care about the Patriots. Now, this account, you'd say, well, Patriots got called in the calls in the past, blah, blah, blah. This account wasn't created until 2018. So my waste to take is that the NFL has been intentionally screwing the Patriots out of calls as a direct retaliation for the Patriots winning the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 51, the year that Brady was suspended, came back humiliated Roger Goodell, had the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history, forced Goodell to walk out onto the 50-yard line and hand him the trophy, and got the loudest boos I've ever heard. The same year that they that Barstool Sports handed out Goodell uh, clown flags and they flew him at the Patriots game. Um, this was all in retaliation for that. This account was made in 2018. They said, we're not going to follow the Patriots because we're going to intentionally screw them. The take is there is a wide conspiracy by NFL officiating to purposely make calls against the Patriots as a result of Tom Brady and the Patriots destroying Roger Goodell in the 2016 season. That's the take. All right. Well, I'm putting my tinfoil hat on. Uh, I'm going to have to agree. I mean, it makes perfect logical sense. Uh, I'm going to take it one step further and say, um, <clears throat> Goodell is has somehow 
manipulated Bill Belichick and the Patriots coaching staff into being complete boneheads the past couple of years. Um, somehow implanted something in his brain, maybe, uh, that made that happen. Because uh, that would be perfect to make him lose. Uh, but, but in all seriousness, uh, for your take, uh, I, I am notorious for uh, wearing the uh, NFL hat, you know, just happy to be part of the league, happy to be here. Uh, I root for the league. Um, that, that's brought, been brought up multiple times. I, I seriously doubt any sort of um, rigging in professional sports. I really do. Um, but it's hard to uh, dispute the evidence um, or to not take the evidence into consideration, like you're saying. But I think there's bad calls <laughs> for all teams, not just Patriots. But, the, but these, are, these Patriots missed calls these, seem to really affect things. They seem to be really at really big moments. I mean, will say that is very true. Um, but it wasn't. Wasn't it not, or it was not three, four, maybe five years ago where the Patriots used to get all the calls? That's so. what I'm saying. It was spurred by them destroying the league by winning Super Bowl 51. Yeah, but for years and years and years, from 2012 to 2018, whatever it was, you know, we got a lot of good calls and people hated on the Patriots one because they were good but two because it seemed like they always got the, the <clears throat> calls went their way so maybe the script is flipped um, I wouldn't be like that but the, the thing that's crazy is I wouldn't be surprised with the way that they run this league that something like something similar to that could happen I wouldn't be surprised Tucker has just joined the show. Just to briefly recap my take, Tucker, um, the Patriots have been getting screwed on calls in recent years. We had the Keelan Cole catch this week. We had the Hunter Henry catch against the Vikings. We had the Nikhil Harry touchdown that wasn't a touchdown against the Chiefs a few years back. And we had the Corey Clement touchdown in Super Bowl 52. All of those calls were wrong. All were in major situations. Um, NFL officiating did not follow the Patriots. Um, I was about to. This was going to be my breaking yep, news. Yeah, that's what well, that's what it's based on. And the account was created in 2018. So the take is that since the Patriots alpha the league in 2016 by winning the Super Bowl despite Brady's suspension, there is an active conspiracy to get these calls wrong by NFL officiating. I mean, conspiracies being true are a big point of the week. I feel like right now. Oh, yeah, they're uh, very hot in the streets. Yeah, very hot in the streets. I think that conspiracy theorists need to be taken more seriously, and I think this is <coughs> one of the most important ones. Are you buying it? <clears throat> what about um, the frauds? But, uh, Jesus, I don't know what just happened. The video just started playing on my computer. There we go. We didn't hear um, But I kind of agree with you on this one. Um, I do think that there is some conspiracy against the Patriots. I mean, this one just didn't make sense to me. His foot was out of bounds. They're like, oh, there was nothing conclusive. I'm like, I don't know. Seeing someone's foot out of bounds feels pretty conclusive to me. Uh, 
I was pretty shocked. This game, I I don't I don't be like, eh, hey, we won the like we should have won. We should have not thrown. We should have not done what we did on that last play. But it pissed me off. But just the ending of that game, I think that there's. I'm not even talking about conspiracies anymore because of how that game ended. Uh, but I do agree that the NFL is always on a grudge against the Patriots. It's been pretty clear for a while now. Um, and I think this week definitely helped prove that point. All right, who's got to take? Dylan. Oh, wait, I'll go. Oh, go ahead. So I was thinking about Rookie of the Year. And now I want to see what you guys think. Who is your Rookie of the Year this year? Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, but he's out for the rest of the season. So, like, you know, played like a 10-11 game season this year. Pretty well, kind of came alive. Played like eight good weeks. Garrett Wilson had a few good weeks here and there. But there's no, like, guy. Like, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Justin Herbert. Like, these guys were like, oh, my God. Even, I mean, even Mac Jones, I think, put up a better case than anyone from this year. Mac Jones last year, I think, would be a runaway favorite for rookie of the year right now. Now, I have a name to throw at you. Only played a few weeks this season. Rookie. Mr. Irrelevant wins rookie of the year. I mean, I just don't see anyone that has, like, a super concrete case why they're more a better rookie than him. He's leading his team to the playoffs. He's being it's not like he's just beating bad teams. He beat the he beat the shit out of the Bucks. He beat the Dolphins. Like he's beating good teams. He's throwing up good numbers, and he's the most valuable of all the rookies. I mean, without Brock Purdy, where are the 49ers right now? Um, like they're they're taking someone. They're trying to find someone on the waiver wire. Yeah, they they have Baker maybe. No, because the Rams took Baker so the 49ers couldn't get him. Which is ridiculous for a team that they were higher didn't up on the waiver claim. They were higher up on the waiver claim and they took it basically as a fuck you to the 49ers. So they couldn't have had Baker. So they would have just been praying that I don't I don't know who's the best Bailey's happy. quarterback. No, because I don't, it's too late to trade. Yeah, you're right. Like like they would just be Screwed. I mean, maybe maybe Colin Kaepernick got a deal. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that he's the most valuable of any of the rookies right now. I think that he has a pretty decent body of work. I know that it's small, but I mean, no one really has like a large body of work where they can say that they're far and away more valuable than him today. Um, it's interesting. That's an interesting take. Um, you said that he beat two good teams, so you're uh, qualifying the Bucks as a good team. So just want to—I mean, just want to point that out. No, sorry, I was when I said two good teams and the Bucks. So I was talking about the Dolphins and the Seahawks, and he also curb stopped the Bucks, which I don't think anyone should really get that much credit for. Okay, great um, defense though, so it is impressive. Um, the—it's hard, man. I—I I, I see where you're coming from. <clears throat> I just think that the NFL is going to value 10 games more than six. Seven. 
So if if he got his full body of work, he'd have seven games. If he goes seven and zero, now okay, this will happen if and they then make you're pitching Kenneth Walker as his alternative, who played eleven. Yeah, like as if eleven is just so much more valuable. If they make a push in the playoffs, I think he'll win it. Now I don't know when exactly they decide. I don't know if they do it right at the end of the year, only based on regular season, or if they can take playoffs into account. But if he wins a playoff game or two, there's no way that they can't give it to him. So I'll say, yes, he's been the most valuable rookie, I'd say. Because you're right, it has been kind of a down year for rookies. Um, it kind of just The class just kind of shaped up like that, like running backs or whatever. Receivers can maybe pop, but you know, you didn't see any really like unbelievable ones go early. Um, it was a lot of, it was, I feel like it was a defense heavy draft. They're never going to win it. Um, but Brees Hall was having a good year, went down early. Kenneth Walker was having a good year, went down early. Um, I know Dylan had Kenneth. I think I had George Pickens as my rookie of the year. Doesn't have enough guidance to throw him the ball. Kenny Walker is the really the only rookie quarterback who's seen reasonable time and he hasn't been that good. Um, so yeah, I don't see why not. I agree with you. Bill. Um, I, I think it just matters on when they uh, decide to like choose, because I I want to say that that stuff is based on the regular season mostly. But do they do they really like say that? I don't know how they vote on it exactly. I believe I it is based on the regular season. So I mean I don't I don't know if they can give it to uh, to Purdy um, just because of that. I just feel like even if it is only supposed to be based on the regular season, it'll creep into their minds like, hey, this kid's going on a playoff run. I don't know when they do the voting. It's all the yeah, owners too that do it, right? Uh, no, I think it's journalists. It's the it's if you cover the, the league in your associated press, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Like baseball kind of. Yeah, I think I think that's the same <clears> thing. Um Cam, thanks for joining the show finally. You should go to a doctor if you were in the bathroom for forty five minutes. You need to see somebody about that. No, that wasn't the issue. I was actually watching the lightning team. And okay. then I good movie. Zero, zero commitment to this podcast. It's a terrible excuse. It's a bad excuse. It's a bad excuse. It's a terrible, like, as far as You're 40 goes, minutes late. That is a bottom tier excuse. I mean, we, we knew we were going to. I went and saw a three hour, 15 minute movie I was here on time. Okay. Well, did you start? We've started. Yeah, we're deep into it. We're on our second take. Tucker given the take that Brock Purdy will be the rookie of the year. And it is your time to respond. Wow. Um, I think it might be too late for him. But Mike, but who do you have? Who's your rookie of the year right now? Um, it might be it might be a defensive guy. Is that guy from the Seahawks? No, because it's an offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Oh, right. Uh, um, yeah, I haven't given it much thought, to be honest with you. Right now, the favorite is Garrett Wilson. Yeah, he's playing well. But, like, rookie of the year well? I don't know, because Brock Purdy's only going to be, what, like, five games? Seven. Six games? 
I mean, Garrett Wilson's got 900 yards receiving. That's four pretty touchdowns. good. That's pretty good for a rookie. 900 yards and four touchdowns is not like a crazy, I don't know. For a rookie, 900 yards is pretty good. I think that it's, it's a possibility, but the fact that he only played, if he keeps playing like he is and he keeps winning and putting up decent numbers, you got to throw him in the mix. But I don't think they'll give it to him just because it's not as many games as the other guys. Is Olave still playing? Uh, he's hurt, but he is still playing. I don't know what his numbers are like. I feel like all the rookies are hurt. They are. I feel like the, I, this has been underwhelming. Devin Lloyd, rookie of the year. Defensive, but yeah, but Micah Parsons was rookie of the year last year. Defensive rookie of the year. Who was the offensive rookie of the year? Jamar. Oh yeah, that's Jamar. Right. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, but they just straight up what they did with Micah was one of the funniest things where they're like, we're not even putting out three candidates for rookie of the year. We're just going to talk more about Michael Parsons. Like, that literally was the first time the NFL was like, yeah, no, there's no candidates. Michael Parsons won it. Because he was up for defensive player of the year and rookie of the year. Um, Dylan or Cam, which of you has a take? I can go. Go ahead. Uh, switching gears to... Baseball, we're in the dead of winter now, but uh, baseball free agency is going on. Um, or no, trades are happening now. I don't know what free agency actually says. It started. Did it? Yeah, Xander Bogart signed with the with the oh, yeah, I'm Padres. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm so tired today. I had a terrible day at work. Tuck knows. Tuck's more tired than I am. We talked about it earlier. My brain's out of it. Okay, so, yeah, free agency is definitely going on. Um, this is not a free agency take either, so I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> this is a trade take. Um, so, here it, here, here it goes. I had, I had uh, Aaron Judge going to... Um, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, if that's still their name. And that was that was a while ago. And that was because the Angels are seemingly being an up-and-rising team. They got Mike Trout, obviously, who's probably the best baseball player to ever play the game. Um, and Shohei, um, you know, coming up, signing him and having him play. And the team's just pretty good, <coughs> but they're... They have, they have some pretty good players, but they're just not very good in terms of their wins and losses. Um, so I thought they were going to make a big push. It turns out that they are not the team to make a push. And I think Shohei is on the move. I think they're going to trade him. Now the question becomes where? Um, now I think there are some obvious choices, but I'm going to go with a not-so-obvious choice. It's another team um, in the same division, or, or yeah, division, right? Um, and a team that also sucks, but just spent a boatload of money on the best pitcher in baseball. I'm saying he's going to the Rangers. 
I say he gets traded to the Rangers for a crap ton. Um, the Angels start a rebuild mode, even though they're kind of in a rebuildish mode. But I say he goes to the Angels by via trade. Um, the, or, sorry, he goes to the Rangers via trade, and the Rangers are the new up and coming team. Uh, <laughs> fired their head coach. Spent all this money on a best pitcher in baseball. Now they bring in Otani. Um, they just signed two of the best shortstops in the league outside of Bogarts in the past couple of years. Um, yeah, that's the take to the Rangers. Um, all teams. I think that he will be traded. I agree with that. He's not going to be traded in division. I don't think they do that. Um, now, I don't know how how much trading within the division goes on. I don't remember the years where like Johnny Damon went to the Yankees. I don't think that, I don't remember if that was a trade. I mean, yeah, Johnny that Damon was a went sign. to the Yankees. That was a free agency. Free, that Yankees. was also a free agency. That's Those were signings. Yeah. yeah okay. So, true. so it sounds like there's not too much of it from, from what I know. Um, I know it doesn't happen in the NFL. Um, Bill Belichick, when he traded Demarius Thomas, like two years ago to the Jets was, he completed a trade with every team in the league. So, um, it took him that long to finally finish all the division, but inside the division doesn't happen too often. Um, now if they're willing to give up a boatload for him, maybe it will. I don't think they would want to do that because unless they have him linked to a massive deal and they're willing to just bet their future on him. Um, I think he is out of there though. I think you're right. He's, he went back to Japan this year and said like some, some negative things about the team. The culture there is obviously terrible. I mean, they have two of the best players in the game. They have maybe the best player of all time, and they're never even close to in it. Um, it's actually so disappointing. Yeah, I mean, this is what baseball has problems with, so they can't market that. Um, that's why they need like teams like the Yankees to be good with Aaron Judge because he's the, kind of the face of baseball right now, so they need them to be good. But But he's only the face of baseball because the Angels suck. You're right. Correct. Yes, correct. That's um, the frustrating thing is that I feel like Mike Trout isn't the face because they're just never in the playoffs. That is that yes, that's true. But um, I just don't see it happening in division. Um, I think it'll be a big market team that that goes for it. Um, if the Red Sox want to appease their fans after the debacles that they've had, also saying that they are galaxies apart on Devers and his agent expects him to be a free agent, maybe go out and try to get this guy. Maybe you trade Devers for this guy if it looks like he's going to walk. Um, that could be a starting point. But I know that's a biased thing. I don't know where he'll go. I just don't think it will be in division. Tucker? I do agree. I don't think it'll be in division. I just I don't know why I romanticize the Angels as if they're going to be something. I, I put a future on the Angels like three times. Because I've just like had the idea. I'm like, oh, like this yeah, team. Nope. They have no pitching. I, mean, I know. I understand that there's so much to it, but I go, I do most of my baseball betting off of just like, how many names do I know on the roster? And there's two guys that are like, I'm like, those guys are awesome. And that's why I like the Angels every year. Uh, but yeah, it's just hard. I mean, I know baseball is just so much more of a team sport where. You know, like one guy can only do so much in baseball. It's not one of those things where if you have the best quarterback, you're going to be 
contender every year or if an NBA team, if you have a top five player, you're going to be a contender. Um, baseball is just different in that way. Um, and it's hard to understand that, but I don't know. I think, I don't know if Shohei's a money guy or if he actually wants to compete for a championship. I, I just don't know enough about him. Like what, like, cause I'm sure there's some big market teams that'll pay him, but I guess just at the end of the day, I'm going to disagree. Cameron. Yeah, I mean, it's a basic take if you didn't include the the Rangers part of it. So I like that, but I don't think it's going to happen. I do think that he wants to win a championship more than he wants the money. Um, I don't know exactly where he'll go. I haven't looked into this at all and don't watch baseball. But I would imagine it's going to be a big marketplace, somebody that's already running for championship. Uh, well, let's this go. Would, this would be a trade. This is not him choosing. Oh. Okay, yeah, there's changes. Um, okay, yeah, if it's a trade, then definitely not within the division. But I can <coughs> see him, like, asking for a trade. So I guess half agree. All right, Cam, you got a take? I do. Um, so this weekend, we witnessed... The biggest comeback in NFL history. The Colts were up 33 to zero at halftime against the Vikings. Came back and lost. Um, I have said many a time, Jeff Saturday, terrible person, <laughs> ugly, want to punch him. Uh, not a good head coach. They should not have hired him, and he is the reason that they lost that game. I had a vision of Peyton Manning watching that game. And being so frustrated, so disappointed, that I think he was on the phone with Jim Irsay telling them that he's going to be the next coach. So that's my take. Peyton Manning is going to be the head coach of the Colts next year. I like this. I like this. Um, First of all, I'm glad you prefaced by saying the biggest comeback, not the greatest. Because I've been seeing a lot. The greatest comeback, not a chance. Not the Super Bowl. Doesn't count. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bad move to hire Saturday unless you're trying to tank, which I think they are. Um, I think he was trying to win back some of the fan base and just blow it up and so they can get an actual quarterback because, as we've discussed, the Colts need a quarterback desperately. Um, Peyton Manning, so he's co- has he coached at all at any level? That's, yeah, I don't think so. That's what worries me. I don't think so. Because you just brought a guy in that coached at high school, sucked in high school, and then went to the NFL, and he's obviously not very good. So if you follow that up with a guy that hasn't coached as well, I feel like that's not going to go over well. But it is Peyton Manning. He has a lot of goodwill. Um, I don't think Colts fans would be too mad Mark to see God. him. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't think Colts would be too mad to see him. Also, from the, some of the clips of the Manning cast, he does seem very passionate about you know what's going on out there. He is calling timeouts like when they should be called. He's talking about <coughs> players being smart with the football before disaster happens. Um, so I think he could do it. I just think he might need a little bit of uh, training beforehand. But uh, Jim Irsay is a uh, drug-addled lunatic. So, yeah, I agree. It'll happen. Tucker? So I was thinking Peyton Manning is a GM. 
I, I don't see him as a head coach, but I feel like he wants to be a part of it. And I feel like a GM would be a better position. I agree with that. But I, I don't know. Um, also, my only other issue with this is, does he have any hard feelings towards the Colts? Yeah, I was thinking that too. I mean, they kind of left him high and dry. I don't think yeah, so. I, I think I if he... The way they ended was like they gave up on him when he had his neck problems. And I don't know. I, I think he like got his... guy that's that legendary, like, this is like if the Patriots just released Tom Brady. Um, when he, if he got injured, like I don't know, I just they probably would have. <laughs> uh, yeah, they I've probably would have. I've heard that he's more. You completely understand. You probably understand Tom having ill will towards the Patriots if that Patriots if that was true. You know, I I feel like if he didn't have success in Denver, then maybe he'd be a little more bitter. But I think he kind of got his revenge, right? Like they won a Super Bowl. Like he was MVP. Yeah. Like, he had the best passing touchdown season of any quarterback ever. Like, I think he still has that record unless Mahomes beat him to it. Um, but I don't know. You're I right. That is definitely – yeah, I, I understand why. Uh, you think it happens? Um, I think GM better position for him. I don't see – I don't know. I just don't see head coach. I feel like GM makes more – I don't know. Uh, I feel like you got to be coaching to get an NFL head coaching job. Dylan? Well, Jeff Saturday didn't. Yeah, apparently not there. Well, he coached high school at like he coached something. But like, it's more than he's never coached a football game. They should bring life. in. They should bring in Keith Thompson. Uh, Dill, you you got a response to this one? Um. Yeah, I don't think he'll be a head coach. The thing is, is. The dude's set. He's got his gigs. He's got his things. I don't think he's going to change up the life that he has um, for a head coaching job with all the stress and everything that comes with that. I could potentially, I was thinking maybe as just like, um, maybe some sort of coach on the sideline, like show up to practices here and there, but then... I think if you're coaching um, even, in the NFL, it's not a part-time gig, regardless of being. No, I, I know, but that's less stress than a head coaching job, and, and and I was I had more to that. I was thinking about that, and then I was, I, I was thinking about that being more of a possibility, and then I was had that thought too, Tucker. And then once you said GM spot, I was thinking that that makes more sense. I think something in the front office, uh, if, if Payne is going to do anything <laughs> with the team, I think it would be more. Of front office role maybe not even gm maybe maybe something else my other thing well, though with Peyton is that like you gotta think about how good of a gig he has right now that's what i'm Him saying his brother just like yeah no dylan you brought up a good point with that but i, I just want to elaborate on that i mean the guy makes i don't know how much money but i know it's a lot to just once a week go on a stream with his brother talk to celebrities and watch a football game, and they probably get paid like five million dollars a year to do that. Like that contract will go up with how successful it's been. What? Yeah, that, that number will go up with how successful it's been. Um, you have to think about as well, Arch Manning. I have breaking Arch Manning news. Years. Maybe he wants to coach him. I have breaking Arch Manning news. 
A tweet from Ari Wasserman. Don't know who he is. Blue check mark. Pretty hey, sure he's no. a legit guy. I'm scared. Is he decommitting? National College Football Recorder, Reporter. Got word that there is going to be a big time QB flip tomorrow. Get some sleep, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a wild ride. Potential Arch Manning flip. That would, that would, you know what? I, I will say, I will go back on my whole thing about him winning two, two Heismans. <laughs> what if He's he, a bust again if he leaves Texas. What if he goes to like, UNC? I'll flip for the third time. Um, all right, let's move on. Fraud of the week. Who has a fraud of the week? Everyone on Nobody? the Patriots. Okay. I have, yeah, I mean, Jacoby Myers is, a, is an easy one. Okay. Yeah, Jacoby Myers is a quarterback. <laughs> okay. I have a great fraud of the week. We will discuss. Yes, I have a great fraud of the week. My fraud of the week is the CIA. We have had. <laughs> yeah, I had. What did I? What did I have two weeks ago? Um. Oh, shit, I forget. Similar thing. Mine is the CIA. So we are little by little getting more documents released on the Kennedy assassination. And um, as they come out, they keep trying to block them, first of all, for national security reasons, despite everybody that was involved being dead now. Uh, we are 60 years next year removed from the assassination. And each time these comes out, it turns out they actually knew a little, little, little bit more about Oswald than they mentioned. Um, it's been revealed that the psychiatrist that saw Jack Ruby um, and declared him insane uh, worked for the CIA. So, um, the CIA killed Kennedy. So, uh, they are my frauds of the week. They are fraud fraudulent. They're supposed to protect us, not kill a sitting president. So CIA fraud of the week, put them on the list. Um, all right. I think that might make them less of frauds because they're actually the ones dishing out. I mean, they're but, not supposed to do that. I know. They're I know. Like, but. They're showing the They're power. very secretive. Hard, they're very secretive. They're doing their secrecy job they're, pretty well. They're frauds to us. And inside, they're not frauds to each other. They're frauds to the American people. Um, yeah, their their goal is to... They also pay Twitter and protect America. Yeah. Like, their whole thing is, like, protecting American democracy and, like, protecting us from outside interests, and then they kill us in the president. Good. Yeah, but Good job. he was a commie spotlight. <laughs> He definitely was soft on communism, but that might have been the good thing. Um, all right, let's move on. But he was hard in the Oval Office. He was, a lot. Um, let's move on. Now, Cam, I feel bad we keep doing this to you. Keep bearing the lead with the Giants. We'll get to them. We have to start with the Patriots. I mean, we have to. The way that game went. That's fine. Yeah, the way that, yeah. that game went. So, my whole thing is, the play at the end of the game, obviously very stupid. I'll talk about it. But they didn't deserve to win this game before that play. Um, the offense is continually bad. Uh, they are the only team in the NFL without a fourth quarter touchdown pass. The Broncos have thrown more touchdowns than the New England Patriots um, in the fourth quarter. So that's a problem. Uh, I think in general, maybe With too. one? I don't know how many they have. But they <laughs> I think they've just thrown more touchdown passes than them. Because I think Mac has what, like? seven and Bailey Zappi has like four. Um, anyways, um, the draw, they, they start the game slow. Obviously Derek Carr's terrible. He's missing people all over the field. 
they should have been better. Um, they get down to the two-yard line and then run a series of plays, including a timeout from Senile Belichick that nullifies a touchdown. Mac Jones, listen, I've been defending Mac Jones basically since that Bears game. I've been saying, okay, it's not his fault, blah, blah, blah. He was horrid. He missed open guys all night. I don't care how bad the offense is. He was bad. He had a bad game. And I'm getting to the point with him that if he doesn't have a serious turnaround next year, it's time to move on. Like, he may be ruined, and it might not be his fault. I love the guy. I hope he works out. I really desperately do. I have a jersey. My girlfriend spent money on that. I would like to be, get some use out of it. Um, but I might be the New Jersey curse. Um, but he just – he's bad right now. He's really bad. He looks panicky. He doesn't get his set feet set. He's bad. On the defensive side, they couldn't really get a pass rush. Max Dudon disappeared, as he does late in, late in the season. He did not get on the stat sheet at all. Part of that was because they kept dropping him back into coverage. Couldn't tell you why. Um, and then, so, they come out. They make a few plays. Duggar makes a great play. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, great as always. And then they have the drive. to. They have to stop the Raiders. And the Raiders are 4th and 10 with no timeouts out from their own 30. And they couldn't stop them. And the Keelan Cole. No, they didn't. They didn't. If, even if that call was called back, they still had three more downs to try to get it. So hypothetically, yes, they could have stopped them. But at the end of the day, you got to go with what you get. They should have stopped them on fourth down. They should have stopped yeah. them earlier in the drive. They didn't stop them. They let them get within striking range. They got screwed on a call. The call was wrong. That's not the reason you lost the game. Now to get to the final play, just I feel like this encapsulates the whole season, this play. Just stupidity. This whole thing has been stupidity. Um, I put, I'm going to put 90% of the blame on Jacoby Myers. You cannot do that. You have to know the situation. You cannot do that. He admitted he was trying to be a hero. I appreciate the sentiment. You can't do it. Insanely stupid. I originally said they shouldn't re-sign him because of it. I don't agree with that because he's their best receiver. But, God, that was stupid. I put 5% of the blame on Ramondre Stevenson. What are you doing? Why are you giving it to him? The game, you know, you like you called. It was 3rd and 15. You called a draw. You know you're playing for overtime. If you break one, you break one. Don't try to be a hero. 5% to him. And then I put 5% on the coaching staff. Because this wasn't a called play. I believe them when they say that. There's no way they would call this play. But well-coached teams don't do that. They don't. They don't do that. They go down. They realize the situation. This team's not well coached. The team is terrible. They're better on paper than they were last year. They have more weapons, but they're worse than they were last year. Uh, I think a lot of it's the coaching, but I'm glad that the national hot seat for Bell is starting to get a little sizzly. It's starting to get a little hotter. For me, it's on fire. It's flaming. Get off the seat. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just terrible. This game finally broke me with the Patriots. I don't care what happens the rest of the way. I really don't. I'm just kind of done. I'm, you care so much. I do. I, no, I don't anymore. I'm done with them. Like it broke me inside to see that play. I was like, whatever. Like, it's just, it's stupid. And Trey, Trey, you can't say it was whatever. We saw the video. No, now I'm at whatever. Yes. I was, I was destroyed when it happened. I was destroyed, but now I'm like, whatever we lost. We're going to lose the next three games. I'm just like next year. I'm on to next year. I'm on to the sit down that Kraft is going to have with Belichick and said, listen, punk, get somebody in here or you're gone. 
Either he's going to say, yes, sir, or he's going to say, fine, I'm gone. Either way, we start over. I think his. He, I think this is unacceptable what's happened. This team is five times worse than it was last year. And I, I'm just I – I can't with this team anymore. I'm done. I'm done with the 2022 season. We're on to 2023. It's ruined my entire fall and winter so far. I've just been miserable the whole time because it's so boring to watch and it's painful. But that's my thoughts on it. Uh, Tucker? Um, so, welcome to the club. I've been done with this season for a while now. Um, yeah, no, this was just a terrible play through and through. I don't think they played well enough to be like, oh, we should have won this game. I'm actually on your side on this, and I think Mac did play poorly. Um, I don't think that's a way to look at him for how he played this season because, I mean, in the last few games, because he has played well the last few games leading up to that. He's played better, I, I would mean, say. You, well. you were the one that was sending us the stats of like top five in completion percentage, top that's five. That's just in me yards, sharing you know? information. That doesn't, uh, that's not an endorsement. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, he, like he's been statistically good recently up until this point. Um, so I'm not looking at this as an, an end all be all for Mac. I think that Mac. Should have played better, but again, I've also said I want to lose out. Uh, at the end of the day, it was a stupid fluke play that was dumb. I hated it, uh, but it, in its actual long-term impact, it really has little to none. I, I disagree with you. So here's what I think about this play. Now, obviously, it could be a total overreaction. Totally could be. You're right. And and it didn't happen with the Miami Miracle. That was different. That was just, that was kind of, was I don't the know. the last game of the season. Yeah. It was, but that actually had an impact. Like, that had playoffs. Well, they won a Super Bowl that year. That, yeah. They weren't a bad team. They just had a bad play. This is a bad team. So my thought is, this might be a franchise-altering play. This this might be like the butt fumble. The butt fumble happened all of a sudden. Before that, the Jets, they were kind of in it here and there. That was 2012, I think. The 20 They were in 2010 at AFC Championship. So they were still kicking around a little bit. The butt fumble happens. Everything fell apart. Everybody lost confidence. Everything fell apart. There's other similar ones. to. I had examples. I forgot them. But I think it might end up being that type of play where you – I think you're going to look back at Belichick post-Brady – and this play is going to be the first thing you think about in 20 years. That's just – could be a total overreaction. Could be. I'm just saying yeah, that's no, what I, I think. Yeah, no, I think that's a total overreaction. But um, I think – I said that next season is the important one. This season wasn't going to be the year. I want to see big moves in the offseason. I want to see a significant – I want to see significant changes made this offseason. I've been saying that for a while. Um. Because next season is going to be the big one. I don't want Matt Patricia coaching next year, at least in that position. And I hope that we can see some major changes made. I think I think they're boned in free agency. I think if you try, unless you're willing to pass out tons of money to guys that just want to play for money, you'll you can do it. But if you're trying to get guys to buy in, they're going to look at what a real NFL offense is and what you tried to run this year, and they'll be like, "No thanks, I'll go somewhere else." Yeah, but I think having a different offensive coordinator can change that drastically. It could. I think there's there's I think a, you get a considerable I think you get a solid guy there in the offensive coordinator that people respect, 
and that completely changes the outlook. I think if Matt, I think you're right if Matt Patricia is still the. And I, I think there's a cons- time of the year. I think there's a very real chance that he is still your coordinator next year. By the way, I think there's a real that good that chance. worries me. I will say that does worry me if he's still the offensive coordinator if Kraft, next year. I have to. If Kraft doesn't have balls, that will happen. We'll see. Dell, your thoughts on the game? Uh, yeah, I mean, everything you said, um, I think this can be seen as a turning point in the organization just simply because of how bad it was. I mean, it really puts the coaching staff on the map as, like, what the hell is going on. Um, yeah, it's a bad play, but like you mentioned, Trey, I think a lot of it is coaching. Coaching is just a, a sentiment to the way that this season is going, the way that this team is, the way that this coaching staff is, I think. Um, The one thing I will say, though, is if Jacoby Myers found a way to get that ball back to Mac and Mac threw it in the end zone for a touchdown, it would have been the greatest play in NFL history. (laughs) He could. I don't think you can forward pass it from that point. So the fact that he even did yeah, it, was, he was like, Mac "Yeah, Mac Jones. Mac Jones will run out the entire. Will run past the entire defense." It's like, who? Who do you think you're doing? Insane. Or you can't throw it. Not once it passes the line of scrimmage. I don't think. Maybe. I guess sure there wasn't can. a forward completed pass. So if he was behind no. the line of, I don't. What's I don't know the rule about the ball. Passing the line of scrimmage. The ball was never. The ball was never passed. Yeah, it but it was ran. past the, the line of scrimmage. Passed. The ball. It doesn't up. matter. Okay, so he could have thrown no, it if he was behind. Okay, okay. So yeah. once the ball passes the line of scrimmage, you can no longer pass it back forwards. Yeah, so there is no opportunity for right. another pass. Gotcha. Okay, okay. that okay. was my question. Really, I thought I thought because a pass hadn't happened yet, like it, like no one threw the ball yet that he could. No, 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 no. Um, okay. Well, anyway, so I guess not. So I, that that makes even less sense. Um, I just, I mean, what what are you attempting to achieve? I mean, the whole entire he lost team. his mind. It was a chaos play, and he just lost his mind. It just went away. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Dill, a couple things before I go to camp. Are you ready to fire Belichick yet? Sure. Let's go. Half the absolutely. podcast. I just, I just want to get on the boat of absolutely fucking. Not. We know your answer. I just wanted to get those. Um, I, I know. I just want to make my voice heard. Cam, before I go to you, I want to pose this question to you. I want to get your thoughts on the game, but also I want your thoughts. You guys came into this year with kind of a similar quarterback situation where he hasn't really. He's coming off a bad year. His is a little different because he was never really good. Like Mac was good in his rookie year, bad this year but like atrociously bad, like so much worse. Um, how, what does he need to do to prove that he's a guy and your thoughts on the game? All right. I'll start with my thoughts on the game. Uh, I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, I actually just saw the other, like yesterday, I looked back at the stats and everything. Uh, I didn't realize that you guys came back in the first place. Oh yeah. It was a pretty good comeback. I did watch the end of it live. Um, yeah, but coming in back against the Raiders. I mean, week. yeah, and they also shouldn't have been in that hole in the first place. They were on the two-yard line. They had to settle for three. Nonetheless, uh, I watched the end of the game, watched that one play live, and it, yeah, you compared it to the, the butt fumble. I think that's exactly right. 
I think it's going to be a turning point. I think that, well, I'll give Jacoby Myers a little bit of a break. He's not situationally aware at all, which is not good. Um, but I think when he got the lateral to him, he his mind was like, oh, maybe we'll play. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was it was hilarious to me. I was dying <laughs> laughing. Uh, the group chat was going off. The video of you is very funny. Um, I enjoyed it very much. Trey, I will say, I started out in that same position where I like fell to my knees when the play happened. I was, the, and the, then I, but my difference is like the way that you reacted versus me. I just started laughing. I was on the ground. I cut out good three minutes of the video where I was on the ground. I was in the fetal position on my knees for like two minutes, and then I fell onto my back for like a solid four minutes. Kicked over my beer on accident. Just kind of let it sit there for a good four minutes. But it was it was a tough emotional. It was like cathartic almost. It was like oh, everything just released out of me. I I, I said in the chat it was the co- closest I've come to crying since the 2007 Super Bowl. I think in a sports game. That was it was tough. I was like just the emotion that just came out of me. I was like, I'm so done. Uh, Cam, sorry. Yeah. No. The other question you asked. Um... Uh, it's a different situation, right? Because you drafted this guy only two years ago and Danny Jones has been hanging around for a while. I don't think they're going to move on from him. If I were you guys, I would give him one more year. Granted that they help him out a little bit more. Um, But as it stands right now, he's playing worse than last year. And I I feel like Bill is kind of like not one to to hang on to a guy for too long if he's not going to be the guy. And I don't think Max the guy. So I give him one more year. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm not ready to cut bait with him yet. But I'm getting closer every game. Um, also, I don't think Bill wanted him there in the first place. I've maintained this, that I think someone like someone else had influence over that pick. So I think he'd be quick to let him go if he could. But we'll see. Um, all right. Who do you think Bill wanted? I think he probably would have liked to take a lineman or a linebacker, some position that he likes there, and then get Davis Mills down the line, who's basically the same guy so far. A little worse, obviously, but... Davis Mills has been bad this year. Mac Jones has been bad this year. Davis Mills had a pretty decent rookie year, too. He, David, I don't know. I just think he's... I just think that's Bill's team. thinking, right? Like, why, why take a quarterback? It doesn't matter. I can win with anybody. See, I feel like I, I don't love that idea just because... I don't love it either. No, no, I don't love that thoughts on Bill. Just because, I mean, Bill had his whole legacy of having the greatest QB of all time for 18 years. So like the whole idea that he's always trying to play without a quarterback, I just feel like seems wrong. I don't think he's trying to play without one. I'm just thinking he thinks that he is so good at coaching that he can put anybody in there and they'll they'll do well. Unless they're terrible, say. Then he'll be like, this guy sucks. This guy can't play. He's a stiff. Give me the next stiff. I don't know. Um, all right, let's move on to the Giants game. I didn't watch it. I was I sent a text to Cam. I said, I, I wish you the best of luck. And then I said, I have remove myself from watching football. I couldn't do it anymore. Um, but obviously, huge win for you guys uh, over the divisional opponent. 
not without some controversy. There was a missed DPI. There was the problem with Terry McLaurin on the line. I will just mention this to the audience because I did tell you guys exact same thing happened to me in high school. Stepped up on the line, pointed to the ref. He was like shaking his head. And then um, the play happens. I wasn't offside, but he goes, I'm not going to help you. And I'm like, excuse me? Every single ref in the world, you point at them as a receiver. You point at them and they give you the thumbs up or they, they give you the step back. Especially in high school. It's high school football in Western Massachusetts. Who do you think you are? But he comes up. I'm not, I'm not going to help you. I'm like, why? He's like, it's not my job to help you. I'm like, don't be a dick. And he says, say one more thing. And you get 15 yards. So I had to shut up. But um, I, I still remember his face. But that happened, obviously. So a little bit of controversy there. But I, I mean, I think they're, I think you guys and the commanders are like the same team. I really do. I think you're just kind of like a playoff bubble team who's scrappy. Um, but like I said, I didn't watch a second of the game, so I'll let you go over it, Cam. Sorry, my mute did not work. Um, yeah, I think we're the same team as well. I was really scared that it was just going to tie again 2020. Um, it was the same over-under line. I texted you, Tucker, asked if you uh, if you bet on again. Doubt you did after the hard I did, but the Giants. Yeah, did you bet over-under or no? No, I did not. Wait, I never even saw that text. Oh, well, nonetheless, um, yeah, I mean, it was a good win. I think it was deserved. Uh, it definitely some controversy, the the pass interference. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you can't blame it all on the refs. We still did everything we needed to do to win. I think we probably played better than the first time around. Um, just got some better breaks. And, yeah, I'm excited about it. I think we need one more, and we'll be good. Two more, we'll clinch it. Um, but it's not guaranteed. I mean, we're definitely in better shape, but the Lions are coming up hot. Seahawks have the – actually, Seahawks and the Lions both have a tiebreaker over us. Uh, actually, it's not going to be a tiebreaker because we tied, so we're not going to have the same record. Uh, Dylan, your thoughts on the Giants and Commanders? Um, I didn't watch any of this game. I'm just happy. For Pat- the Patriots fans were too depressed to watch the game. I watched it. All right, talk what you got. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of it was went over already, but the end of that game was kind of ridiculous. I think the Terry McLaurin thing, the thumbs up just to throw the flag immediately, is an all-time dick move by the refs. I just don't really understand it. Like, that is... Conspiracy. It's not even conspiracy. It's like, <laughs> it's like why? Why would you? Why would you say it's okay if it's clearly not? Like you can't immediately. He couldn't wait know. to throw the flag too. He had his hand in his pocket the whole time. Could not. Wait. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, you're good, bro." Like <laughs> hand on the flag. You're good. Feel like a conspiracy. It's so like <laughs> it's so blatant. Yeah, some guy. These guys really think it's about them. Um. <coughs> Excuse me, dying over here. Um, Cam, where are you guys in the playoff hunt right now? Right now we're the six seed. Um, Washington's still a seven, and then the Seahawks and Lions below us at seventy-seven. Uh, we have the Vikings this week, and then Colts, and then Eagles. Um, all right. Speaking of the Vikings, obviously the biggest comeback in NFL history, down thirty-three points. 
came all the way back to win. <coughs> Sorry, geez. Um, came all the way back to win. I believe I had the Vikings on fraud of the week once. I think I re- since rescinded that. I am ready to slap it back on. This team plays sloppy, man. They have a plus two point differential. Yes, they have an outstanding record. How they they're, have this record is beyond me. I think this team is going to get folded in the playoffs early. Uh, Tucker, by the way, we were talking about this early in the episode. You have the Vikings and the Niners in the NFC Championship on two-year takes. So when we do our playoff picks, you better come correct. Um, Absolutely. But, I, I mean, Matt Ryan, this is going to hurt his Hall of Fame case. Like, he has an NFL MVP. He has good numbers. He won an NFC Championship game. But he has like four or five absolutely massive lost blown leads, like huge ones. Obviously the Patriots, obviously this game. There was a few other last year the Falcons couldn't hold a league lead to save their lives. Couldn't do it. They would go up every game and lose. I think this seriously hurts his uh his Hall of Fame campaign. If he doesn't win a Super Bowl, which he won't, because he's done after this year, people are gonna look at him and be like, Yeah, he was good here, he was good here. But boy, did he just blow games? Did he just make bad decisions? Now this wasn't necessarily Matt Ryan's just Derek Carr with one good season. Yeah, this wasn't necessarily on him. I don't think. I think it was bad coaching, like Cam said. Um, pretty bad defense, but the offense had six or seven drives to kind of put the game away, and they just punted four times, fumbled once, turned over on downs. Like they are. I mean, I'm disappointed in the Colts this year. I, I said I said it early on. I think I was high on them. I don't know if I had them in my playoffs. I can certainly check my list. But um, they are quite disappointing. I did not have them in the playoffs. Um, our, uh, Tucker, your thoughts on the biggest comeback in NFL history? Not the greatest, um, but the biggest. No, not the greatest, but the biggest. Um, I think it's a – I think this is on the Vikings a bit. So – the Vikings he's getting shit on for this, but uh, like winning like this every time. But there has to be more said about a team that just finds a way to win no matter what. And I think there should be more said about that being a positive instead of a negative. Everyone keeps saying like, Oh, like they don't they don't win by a lot or anything like that, but like at the end of the day, how you perform in the fourth quarter says a lot about your team and this team finds ways to win every single game and I think more needs to be said about that that's a team that you want come the playoffs because that's the team when it gets down to it will be the team that you trust and I I don't know I just find the whole narrative that like Sorry. The fact that they win close is bad. Is a dumb take. Like, yes, they've lost a couple of games big, but if I have that team, like, late game, it's a close game, who do you have winning that game? Because they've proven time and time again that situationally they're one of the best teams in the NFL. I just don't think that, that the way that they're playing is sustainable in the playoffs. But we'll see. Uh, Cam, thoughts? Yeah, I disagree with you, Tucker. I really want to play the Vikings in the playoffs. Trey mentioned that they're plus two differential. I think that speaks bigger volumes that they don't win by much rather than they find a way to win. They barely win. Um, but they do, though. I, they just win. I, I don't think they're frauds by any means. I mean, 
coming back from 33 is Sucky, you sound impressive. like uh, Jimmy, the Trey's Jimmy G take, but they win. Yeah, I mean, but now, like, it's weird that Lance, Jimmy G winning. Like, if this was Jimmy G running this team and they had a plus two point differential, but they were 11 and three, Trey would be up here. You're right. Preaching Jimmy G wins games. You are right. You need this guy. You're right. Right, yeah, okay. All and right. plus, Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy, everyone used to say that um, the one that Kirk <laughs> did not have the clutch factor. I feel like this season's proving that he's clutch. This was a 1 p.m. game, was it not? It was a 1 p.m. standalone game, though. That's true. So I counted as primetime. <laughs> I don't think you can count it as primetime. <laughs> it was Saturday. It was a Saturday standalone. It was half pr- half prime time. That makes it prime time. It was like uh, half. There was nothing price, else on uh, matinee. Saturday matinee. <laughs> um, uh, I'm kind of on. It's hard because I had a discussion. We had a discussion about this. I don't know, week four or five, where they're proving that a mark of a good team is proving that you can win close games. There's a certain point where if, why are you playing all of the teams close? Why are you playing the bad teams close? Why are you letting up so many points to the bad teams? So it's like there's a yeb and flow to this. There's, there, there's, there's two sides of the coin. Um, I say it's a mark of a good team, but there's holes in the team. So it comes down to can the Vikings play well enough to be in a close game in the fourth quarter at, in the playoffs? If they can sustain that and then continue to to um, pull it out in the end, like they've proven they can, and then they're in a good boat. It's just a question of can they be in the games late? You know, okay. Just, you know, they play such a good team yeah. that they're going to be down two touchdowns. That's my thought, Dell. That's what I'm So thinking. here's my thing. I think they win every playoff game until they get blown out. I think I think the Vikings yeah, that, that's lead kind the, of the playoffs in a game they lose by 27. But if it comes, like, I just, if this if there's a game and in the fourth quarter it's a one-score game, I like the Vikings odds to get back in the NFL. Tucker, yeah. you also have the Vikings because in the Super Bowl. No, I believe I had them in the NFC Championship. No, no. You said the Mi- the Vikings are going to the Super Bowl this year. You said the 49ers are going to the NFC Championship. I want to flip that. But, you know what? Live by the take, die by the take. Um, yeah, I mean, I yeah, this team is just... I don't know. I, I like this team in terms of their... They just win both games. How, how can you, like, I feel it's like also the Vikings, though, they're frauds. I hate the Vikings. They are frauds. <laughs> not they're a real perpetual perpetual I mean, you've fraud. always been I have, I have. Again, we'll, we'll not again, move this that. This is the 49ers, and they're having the same season, and Jimmy G's the quarterback. This team is winning the Super Bowl in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, well, Jimmy G is built for the bright lights of football. Like, look at his face. He's built for prime time. That's why. Um, all right, let's move off football and cover football. World Cup ends in astounding fashion. Argentina beats France in PKs. 
Huge game from the two stars. Messi with two goals. Mbappe with three. Um, I actually watched a lot of this, believe it or not. Uh, I heard it was a good game going on, so I turned it on. Um, I mean, a huge save by the Argentinian goalie, which I think isn't being talked about enough in extra time. That was nuts. <clears throat> One of the greatest saves in sports history, I, I wager to say. Um I mean, Messi wins. He's the GOAT now. I think undisputed GOAT of soccer. Don't know who was... I know he and Ronaldo were in conversation with each other. I don't know who you would have said before that. Maradona, Pele. Yeah. Not a soccer guy. Couldn't tell you. But I was rooting for France. I love Mbappe because I like to say his name. And France helped us win uh, liberation over the British. So I will root for France if they're in that position. But I give Messi his props. Um, I think the best thing that came out of this game, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Salt Bay, the viral guy that does the little salt thing, <coughs> has a bunch of crappy restaurants around the country, uh, overpriced steaks. But he was trying to act like he was friends with all the players, and you could tell that they just did not want to be near him. If you haven't seen clips of that, go check it out. It's hysterical. Argentina went nuts. Huge celebrations in the country. Um, girls had their breasts out all over the place at the at the World Cup. Insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was an entertaining soccer game to watch. I'll say that. I'm so glad we're done with it, though. Catch me in four years. Maybe I'll go to a game at Gillette Stadium. Could do that um, if I'm still in the area. But yeah, I mean, I don't really care. It's soccer. So, Tucker? Um, so, I understand that I don't really care. It's soccer. But this was one of the most entertaining sporting events I've ever watched. Uh, I had, I won Argentina to win, but went to Argentina with Cam. Incredible trip. Uh, so I had, like, there's love for Argentina. I, had a, I have a jersey still. Uh, but this game was just awesome. The fact that Messi and Mbappe combined for, what, five goals? Five goals in regulation. And Five goals and then two PKs, so seven seven goals between the two of them was incredible. It was kind of like, this was Mahomes versus Brady. This was everything, and like it was one of those games that lived up to all of the hype. It did. It certainly The goalie did. from Argentina is awesome. Just as a person, just incredible. Uh but this game was just so much fun to watch. I've never enjoyed soccer this much. And there was a point where I'm like, I might start watching soccer now. It was quickly. I was in a conversation with my buddies, Mark, and we were like, talking like, let's start watching soccer. We, the next day we were like, no, it's not. Like, it's still soccer. But Mark, by the way, don't know if he listens, but what are you doing subscribing to Twitter Blue, dude? I, oh, yeah, no, we. I texted him about it. <laughs> I saw the blue check mark. I was like, what? And then I went onto his page. He had 18 followers. Like, oof, tough luck. Yeah, no. But it was just, uh, it was such a good game. I was at the edge of my seat the entire time, yelling at my TV over a sport I didn't care about with two countries I'm not a fan of. Um, So, like, I just, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what it's like as an Argentinian fan, but me as an American that doesn't watch soccer much. This was just so much fun. Uh, Cameron, I believe my sources have told me that you do, in fact, have a jersey from Argentina as well. I do, and I, I do in fact, have a jersey, and I think the jersey first might be broken. 
after that one. We said that after the Super Bowl, too. I know. Maybe it was broken then and just keeps getting better. I think so. Um, I think it's officially dead. Fraud of the week, Jersey curse. It's moved on to you. It has. It's it's with me now. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the game. Um, I'm not going to start watching soccer. Four years from now, I will again. Uh, but I'm glad that I decided to watch the game. It was as good as it was. I also compared it to Brady versus Mahomes. I think that's a perfect analogy. Hey, Brady, man. Uh, it, was, it was fun to watch. I, I'm glad that they scored a lot. Um, the worst part about soccer is just kicking it back and forth and nobody actually gets it in the goal. Um, but this game did not have that problem. Not at all. Yeah, No, not at all. It was definitely entertaining. Uh, the comeback was... was uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Nothing, um, nothing better than coming from behind. Yeah. It was it was a fun game. I enjoyed it. Have a jersey. Um, Dylan, our resident soccer expert, actually played the sport. What'd you, what was your take? Um, I watched... Uh, <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, I watched the last, like, maybe 25 minutes of the reg- regulation time, and then I watched... All of overtime and PKs. Um, I thought when Messi scored in the, the first five minutes of the second half of overtime, Jesus, um, that it was that it was over, I, and then um, France got the PK because of handball. Elbow. Um, Mbappe played Mbappe. unbelievably well. Uh, I, I I thought it was great. I, I was I was in the middle of watching it, and a thought just came to me. I was like, "Yeah, if the United States team played in this game right now, I think they'd be losing ten to zero. Like we are eons away from, from these teams." Um, but we we were we were in the in the uh, bracket play, so that's that's nice. Um, Progress. So. The rebuild is working. I think, yeah, Messi now is the undisputed. Uh, it's weird because he's a lefty. Lefties are weird. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, congratulations to him. Uh, I was rooting for rooting for him. I think a lot of people were. I think a lot of people outside of Argentina were rooting for him. I think it was a good story. I think they might have embellished Um Maybe a few calls here or there to give for a win. Beep, 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 conspiracy again. Um, but uh, I don't know. It was fun. I'll watch some World Cup in four years, like Cam said. Um, come on the pod, Lionel. Come on the pod. Um, yeah, uh, I had another thought, but forget it. Um, okay, um, let's get into the list, guys. I think we're going to call an audible here. Now we can discuss this because only one person responded to my text. This is the pre-Christmas episode. So I feel like we should do a Christmas list. Dylan, yeah, that's put, true. That's Dylan true. put forward mascots. I have a list for stocking stuffers. Yeah, I think we should do a stocking stuffer list and put on hold that other list we had planned, the mascot list, till the first I like it. official episode of season three. Season four, excuse me. Um, second time I've done that. Um, all right. Stocking stuffers, top five. I've got a list ready. I've been working on it, so I'll go. Number five, I'm going socks. Now, I don't know about you guys. I run through a lot of socks. 
get holes in them quite easily. Don't know why. It's just not, must be the way I walk. Maybe it's my shoes. I don't know. You know, this meme that that's like, I don't want socks for Christmas. I always want socks for Christmas. Now, I don't want them as part of one gift I unwrap. It's kind of lame to open socks. But if you have socks in a stocking, that's pretty cool to me. Sockception. Sock inside a sock. I like that. Number five. <laughs> Tucker? Um, number five, I have another one of those things that like, I just don't have, but always want chapstick. Mm, I don't buy chapstick. I forget about chapstick. And then Christmas comes around, you know, you get your stocking stuffer and there's some chapstick in there. That's my number five. What percentage of increased sales do you think chapstick has in the month of December? Good amount. It, ha- it has to be. It's got to be high. Because <laughs> I mean, it's also high. winter, so it's drier. That's also So people true. are starting to buy chapstick. I think everybody gets chapstick in their stock. I certainly do. I mean, millions and millions of people. Uh, Cam, number five. I do not get chapstick. Um, so it's not on my list. My number five is going to be coal. Oh. Uh, as, as a child, I always used to wish for coal. That way, if I was a bad kid, I wouldn't actually know it because I asked for it. <laughs> I remember a psychology game, and I would ask for coal, always get in my stocking, not because I'm a bad kid, because I got what I want. It's a good one, Cam. I like that. That's a great one. Uh, Dylan? Um, number five, I'm going to go with toothpaste. Toothpaste number five. Um, always got to get a nice little toothpaste in there. The problem is, is uh, they're starting to get bigger. Them damn toothpaste box, like boxes, so they fit up, fit into a large amount of that stocking space. Yeah, you feel like um, you got a lot of stuff, and you pull out the, the the one big thing, and it's like, oh, there's nothing in here. Yeah, the toothpaste is kind of bad guy, so it's kind of a dick now. But um, it's always good to get a nice tube. My um, toothpaste is expensive too. Dylan, it's like ten bucks. Dylan, the only one with a stocking in the background of his uh, video. So, props. Uh, there's, there's two of them. My number four is gonna be a phone charger. Um, I feel like I've been recently been getting phone chargers every Christmas in my stocking, and I love it. I love to see it. Uh, I lose phone chargers all the time. I know they're kind of expensive. They can go for more than twenty dollars usually. Um, so it's more of an expensive stocking stuffer, but uh, I've been fortunate enough to find some. Um, the problem is I always lose them. I got a 10 foot one last year for Christmas that I used the crap out of, moved and it's gone. I have no idea where it is. So, uh, definitely needed in the stocking stuffer could always use more chargers, especially to get more crap. Um, I always need to charge it. So phone chargers, number four, Tucker. Number four, I have toothpaste. Um, great stopping stocking cover again those little things that like you don't want to buy are the best stocking stuffers i i don't know i love toothpaste in the stocking stuffer because it's just one less thing to buy it's a necessity it's not like something that you're just not gonna you're gonna go without otherwise so it's just a nice thing to get i i think i think you're absolutely right if, if a stock a stocking stuffer does its job if it's something that you had to buy that now you don't have to and that, like, just, yeah, just like a little thing that you're going to have to buy anyways. I used to get, um, this isn't on my list, but I, actually I won't say it in case it's on any of yours. I doubt it, though. Cam? 
two pitch just missed mine. Um, I'm going to go similar direction to mouthwash number four. I don't think I've ever bought mouthwash in my entire like life. Like a little mini one or a big one? Nope, thin one. Huge one. In the stocking? Stops it. In it? Yep, stops it. <laughs> it stops How big is the stocking? I had big stockings growing up. Holy Leave God. me alone. The size of a suit. <laughs> uh, never bought mouthwash in my life. Just get it for Christmas. Use it for the whole year. And uh, just wait until it's one fit. I mean, you must be pretty conservative with your mouthwash usage if you're going a whole one bottle a year. Yeah, I have bad hygiene. <laughs> Cam, Cam's getting piled on a little bit in this pot. I'm sorry. Uh, Dill. Um, number two, I'm going to go with, or sorry, number four, I'm going to go with chapstick. Um, like Tucker said, it's perfect in the stocking. I get it every year. I don't know where they go afterwards. No idea. It doesn't make any sense. It, it, it would only be in my night, like my bedside nightstand drawer or my car. And it's not in either of those places. So I have no idea where they go. Um, but, uh, it's higher than toothpaste because, um, it's the, I, I get toothpaste throughout the year, but I don't, I don't buy chapstick throughout the year. I just get it on Christmas. I get a pack of like four or five. Um, <laughs> and they keep me rolling until I lose them all. It's a great song about chapstick. It goes, where's the chapstick? It's <laughs> a good one. Um, all right. My number three is going to be gloves. Now, this is a grandma stocking stuffer, Susan McNinch, who we used to go to her house for Christmas Eve. We still do it sometimes. Uh, she's a busy gal. She travels on Christmas sometimes. But um, stocking stuffer, she would always put like a hat and gloves in there. And I don't think I've ever bought a pair of gloves in my life. I think that adopt that tradition has been adopted by my mom, too, to just throw gloves in the stocking stuffer. Um, obviously, cold, winter, Christmas time. Uh, could always use some some gloves. So um, I have a bunch um, in in and around my hat and glove drawer, and I think they're all Christmas presents, all stocking stuffers. So love getting the gloves on Christmas. Tucker? Um, my number two three. is three. a game. Three? Three is a game. Uh, this is also a Susan tradition. She'd usually just throw one little game in there. I forgot about that. That's a good one. Um, you know, I wouldn't really play it much, but it was fun. Like, it'd be something that you could play that night. Maybe you'd play it some other times. But, yeah, I mean, I was, like, I mean, I didn't have many games sitting around the house. You know, I was not, like, a board game or card game fan. But, like, for a week or so, it was fun to have a little game like that where you just play it. Especially, like, you know, I went on long car rides every Christmas. We go to Boston every Christmas. So, having, like, a little game to play was fun. Susan McNinch recently broke her collarbone, so I, uh, the, the podcast wishes her a speedy recovery. Um, Cameron? Thank my quick. Let my dog out right now. Just little uh, is my number three. Oh, I just missed my That's list. That's a big miss. Just missed my list. I thought about it. Uh, Dylan? Uh, number three, bars of soap. Never got that. Give me some solo bars of soap. Give me some nice ones. You know, the ones that, that you can get at, like, uh, TJ Maxx or Marshalls for a few bucks. I ain't going in there and buying them myself. But sure as heck, someone wants to buy them for me, why not? Um, give it a nice bar of soap. It makes the shower that much better. Get it in your stocking. 
Um, also, you could leave it in the stocking that has the only one and just beat the piss out of somebody with it, too. That's <laughs> I was just going to say that when you put it still. <laughs> Same way. I was literally going to say you could also just leave it in the stocking and use it as a weapon. Um, all right. My number two is opposite of candy. I mean, of toothpaste. I just spoiled it. It's candy. Um, it is opposite of toothpaste. Candy. Um I feel like Christmas isn't a big candy holiday. You know, you have your Halloween. Oh, huge candy holiday. You have your Easter. You know, you have... I guess it is. I guess it's the third biggest candy holiday. Second or third. But um, this is where I get all my candy on Christmas. And the stocking stuffer. Sweet tarts, M&M's. My mom or my grandmother, one of them, whoever, will usually just chuck like a handful of Hershey's Kisses in the bottom. Um, I feel like most of it doesn't get eaten. I just kind of put it in a bag. I'm like, oh, I'll eat this later. And then I forget about it and end up throwing it out. Um, I think my girlfriend can attest to that I had Christmas candy in my apartment uh, until I moved out last year. But um, yeah, Christmas candy in the stocking. That's where it goes. Love it. Number two. Talk. Trey, you mentioned this on your list. I think it was way too low. Socks is my number two. Uh, elite. I love socks as a Christmas gift. Preferably. Best socks around, Adidas. Adidas socks, preferably. <laughs> Any socks really work. Um, but yeah, no, socks is a clear and away favorite for me. Um, have to put this on my list. I think it should be on everyone's. Cameron. Because it's just, they're so vital, and it just sucks to have to buy socks. It does. Cam, two. Still outside, though. Little Trey, I think you were right. I'm going to go with candy, but specifically Reese's. Um, everybody knows Reese's are my favorite. Santa knows, so we passed them up in my stocking. Good man. Come on. <laughs> Cam's dealing with the situation. Um, Dylan, two. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with gift card. <clears throat> Usually the gift card, whatever it is, goes in the stocking in my family. Uh, back in the day, it was always um, Apple Music mm. or I, sorry, iTunes back in the day. App Store. Get yourself a $20 iTunes gift card to pay, you know, a dollar for tunes. Um, and then it became like uh, PlayStation, you know, like the 12 year or 12 month subscription. Oh, that's a nice and one. That, and now that. it's just like, uh, now we just get like $50 to the grocery store. But also you nice. Know, you'll, you'll love it. Free money. Usually down on the bottom. It's small, skinny little piece of plastic. Perfect place. Stocking. Don't need to put that in a big box. Waste space. <clears throat> so gift card number two. For me. Yep. Uh, gift cards do go in the stocking though, and you're correct in saying that. And that is why they are my number one. Because essentially to me, this is just a, this could be like a big Christmas gift just in the stocking. You're right. It's small. You know, you don't know if it's in there when you get in there. Um, but yeah, I, I, gift cards are essential for Christmas. Uh, usually nowadays I'll get like a, just one of those basic ones, like $50 visa to just spend it on whatever you want. Uh, Dunkin' gift cards has been a big staple over the past couple of years. Got to get that breakfast in me, get my coffee because I'm a hardworking man. But um, yeah, gift cards you are the best. Dylan, you did nail 
<laughs> the app store ones. I remember getting my iPhone and getting some of those. I, I got my first iPhone on Christmas. I got some of those and I was just buying games. I bought like Pocket God. I bought a bunch of games uh, to put on my phone. So gift cards, number one for me. Tuck. <laughs> number one, I think this is going to be a little niche. I don't think it's going to be at an year or less. Card keys. <laughs> um, my 16, when I was 16 on Christmas, I got a car and it was just given to me by, there was just at the bottom of my stocking, there was just a set of car keys. So um, definitely my number one on this list because it was like huge. But yeah, car keys is my number one. Can't is that the truck? No, the death trap truck. Can't That's fit a uh, sometimes worked on. Can't fit a car in the stock. When we sold that car, we sold it for I think a thousand dollars. I don't with remember the you plow, the truck. with that the plow worth, on with the plow on it. The plow itself was worth fifteen hundred dollars. It's just a piece <laughs> of junk out of my driveway. I don't yeah, remember no, you having a truck cool. that like is gone I, from my There's mind. nothing I loved more than that car. That car was awesome. Um, can't fit a car in the stocking. That's for sure. Cam, number one. Number one and going with scratch tickets. Oh, that's a good that's one. That's a good one. Yeah, I always had scratch tickets growing up. Uh, gives you a little bit of a rush. Don't know if you're going to win or lose. You didn't buy them, so you're not losing any money. <laughs> um, probably never won more than 20 bucks on one. But I also don't buy them. Just get them for Christmas, and uh, actually got one today in the mail for my grandfather. Won ten bucks. Let's say I don't you win. I, I don't think I've ever got a scratch ticket. In so I used to be huge into scratch tickets. Like when I was eighteen, I remember being at the Heritage. Like we oh, yeah. tipped at the you end of Chris our trip. Yeah, no, and it was like we'd have like a six-man crew. We'd pull tips. We'd be like, all right, everyone throw twenty dollars. We'd go and buy five-dollar scratch tickets, and we just have like. A pile of like twenty five scratch tickets. Cam, you win a million dollars on your stocking stuff for scratch ticket. How much are you obligated to kick back? Um, to Santa? <laughs> yeah, I, whoever bought the scratch ticket. Santa made it. <laughs> so he just gave you a million dollars. That's pretty clutch. I think the elves. Made it. <laughs> um, Dylan, number one. Uh, number one's candy. It's the glorious part of the stocking. My favorite part, even over the gift card. I could take that price chopper gift card and buy 50 pounds worth of candy. But something about the two pounds I get in the stocking itself is that pounds, Jesus. I'm a huge Christmas candy guy because I grew up a chocolate kid. So I never never had the, the, the Skittles or stuff like that. And Christmas always had good chocolate. Um, it does. It's a good chocolate. In, you know, it's a, it's in winter, right? So um, my family always gets Catherine's chocolates in, in Great Barrington, which is now called, like, Milky, I think. It's kind of weird. It's a strange and, name. And milk, milk with an E at the end. Milky. Um but it's the same. It's the same chocolate. So that that that's good. We get that every year, um, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, my my mom usually uh, does the stocking now. Now when A and I do ours, so we keep the tradition alive. Went to five below, just hampered the candy section. Um, so, all right. Excited. 
Uh, I like that list. That was a good list. Uh, that's our show. Last show before the Wasties. We got to figure that out this week, gentlemen. We got to figure out our best take, our worst take, our most wastedest take, uh, and some other things, I think, too. I don't remember. But um, Dylan coming off on a, per- a personal achievement award last year. People forget that. Most improved. Um, but, yeah, we got the Wasties coming up. Like I said, we'll figure that out. But uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy anything other you celebrate. And uh, we will see you next week for the Wasties. Thanks for getting wasted with us. And we'll see you then. So long. See you.